0: Episode sixty nine of Jen and Millie, where a Gen Xer and a Millennial share the strength based perspective through which they view the world. We are your hosts, Allison and Tess. Hi, Hi Tess. And welcome to Monday. <laughs> welcome to Monday. <laughs> Isn't it? Is it Monday or Tuesday or Friday or Saturday or I don't even know what these days.
1: Yeah. Me what neither. I do
0: know about them <laughs> is that it's rare for me to not feel a sense of when I wake in the morning like oh yeah here it is again (laughs) here we go again (laughs) yep (laughs) and I think so much of what we're going to discuss today kind of points to that Mm because we're going to talk a little bit about the dbt isolation house Yep. the things that I have learned um within that is that yeah the days kind of feel the same and I never had that before
1: yeah same my adaptability is struggling because it loves for every day to look different. And every day looks the same right now, which is really hard. <laughs> and we talked a little bit at the beginning, too, about which strengths are really helpful and which are really kind of getting in your way. And initially my my adaptability was very helpful in terms of making the transition like life looked so different. So at first it was really exciting and energizing, but now because of the limitations, it's been put in, in a box. Um, and it's a 725 square foot box. Um, that is my apartment. <laughs> and that's the, the walls of it and the boundaries of it. And so that's been, my adaptability has been struggling and I try and mix things up a little bit each day. Um, to so that my adaptability totally doesn't slip into the basement but because each day looks very similar, uh, it still is struggling quite a bit.
0: I feel like it's forced like we are using routine to make things change up. That doesn't make sense. We are
1: <laughs> you so
0: for example, you're now taking time at lunch to go for a walk yeah, which is routine but it's creating adaptability and flow into your day so that it isn't so mundane. So I feel like we're using all of us are using discipline as a superpower right now in order to find adaptability, find maximizer, find woo, find communication. Um, I had an enlightening conversation on Friday, um, and I, I miss enlightening conversations. Yeah. I just miss good conversations mm-hmm. that aren't me in front of a screen. And I'm sure you're seeing this, but there's an article that was written back in April that's making the rounds again on social media about why it is that these drain us so much, these Zoom calls, yeah. which anybody feel free. You don't, you can, you can just call me. Like you don't, you don't have to Zoom me. You can just call me. Like oh I used gosh. to talk to people on the phone and now nobody talks on the phone. They FaceTime or they Zoom. Um, but the, um, article is about why it is so zapping of our energy and it's because it keeps reminding us of grief Hmm. it's every time i see your face across the screen i'm in recognition that i don't see you in person
1: oh my gosh yeah that's so sad i never connected that Hmm.
0: and purple is the color that shows up regarding grief and loss and i am seeing purple everywhere there are purple Hmm. flowers that show up on my if you read my personal blog that show up on my run route there are purple flowers that are showing up um, behind me. Those are what the kids
1: got for me. My DVT house is on a purple piece of paper.
0: <laughs> Can I I've that? got a purple <laughs> sticky
1: all behind
0: yeah. me. Oh, um, gosh. So I think we are learning so much about mm-hmm. grief and loss. And yeah. the, great, the great learning of that is it doesn't always look like um, actual death. yeah. And you and I've talked about this because, um, I think I had, I've had a long year of grief. Yeah. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I think I almost felt guilty in calling it that, but yet I was recognizing I was in the cycle of grief because yeah. I was angry and then I was like bartering and, and now I'm to a place of acceptance, mm-hmm. um, in a year's time. And I'm, I still bounce around. I still get really mad, really mad, um, so, but I didn't want to name divorce as grief. Mm. I mean, I can, but I didn't want to name it that way for me.
1: Yeah,
0: I don't want to name solitude, forced solitude, as grief or loss because it makes me feel um, guilty. Mm-hmm. I mean, I am I live in great privilege and it makes me feel guilty mm. to refer to my forced isolation and forced social separation as grief. But it is all grief. And so the reason these 12-hour Zoom days. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I, I'm surprised that I am am not, like, looking like Jabba the Hutt. I, no, I sit here, I sit around and bounce all day long for 12 hours. Sometimes I don't get a chance to eat. And when I do get a chance to eat, I am shoving cheese at the most rapid rate. <laughs> I think Can people I don't see you? us because maybe I do look I like job of the You do not look like anyway. job of that. You look very nice today, Allie. <laughs> I know we can't talk about this on here, but we do need to have a side conversation about the um, the graduation commencement that um, speech oh, that right recently yeah, we happened. Do. Absolutely. That's, okay. Side, that's the side part. That is the side yeah. conversation.
1: <laughs> side yeah. conversation. Okay. But speaking Can of you... side conversations that don't happen recording-wise, we had a listener Zoom call. It's, it's now like... week and a half ago um, because we just haven't had the opportunity to record. But it was the most delightful, like three hours of my life. It just went on and on because people wanted to hang out. It was so wonderful. And as much as yes, it was with a screen, but it did not feel the same way other Zoom calls have come to feel because these are people I wouldn't have been able to connect with. We wouldn't have connected with even in person altogether. And so the fact that we had this incredible community of people that like came together, people just wanted to continue to hang out. They were like begging us, please stay on. Like, let's hang out more. I just, I absolutely loved it. It was so much fun and oh, so life-giving.
0: And Tess, it was, it was a moment on the calendar that we were looking forward to. Yep. And I'm finding in conversations it's with people huge. right now, just mm-hmm. this last week, there it's becoming harder yes. to find opportunities to future cast or moments to, to look next. forward to. And I think yes. we had that on our calendar, and we both were so looking forward to it. I also have saved this little tidbit until now. Um, so on Mother's Day, my kids, we do as a family tradition, on your birthday, you go around and everybody says, you know, one, two, three things that they love about that person. Mm-hmm. So on Mother's Day, my kids did, you know, a couple of things that they love about mom as we had our um, Laszlo's um, yeah. Mother's Day lunch in my car. Um, <laughs> they and Shanna, I mean, she just knocked mm-hmm. it out of the park. Shanna's not even my child. And she, <laughs> she said... I so admire that you walk through everything. You bring love to everything. You bring love to your work. You bring love to your relationships. You bring love to your friends. She mm-hmm. said, you just bring love with you. Amen. And I was like, mm-hmm. of course, Sean with high competition was like, are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> I want to so, win this. You
1: know? <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> but Lauren said, I sat in on the Jen and Millie zoom call. And she said, Jen and Millie is where mom is at her best. She said, Jen and Millie is where mom brings like people, connections and people together Yeah, and they get to know one another and they can hear their own voice. She said, being part of that Jen and Millie Zoom call, she said, reminded me of what I admire most about mom. And it's when she is in her element at work, she shines. Yep. And Lauren said, and that's where she's in her element at work. And that was probably, I mean, you know what it's like to get feedback from Lauren. It's a rare gem. Yeah,
1: it is. (laughs) That maximizer is like critique, critique, critique. Here's how you can improve. Here's how you can do better. Yeah, that's awesome. We love you, Lauren. And
0: to hear, to watch her, Mm -hmm. she knows all of those voices.
1: Yeah.
0: And she loves those voices. Mm -hmm. And she met a new voice. You know, she. She was, she said, mom, like these are amazing people yeah. who are doing amazing things. Yes. Yeah. So I agree. It, mm. the okay. ripple effect of this mm. test is yeah. it's just, it's yeah. so meaningful to me. And I want to thank mm. you. You are so good about you make this a routine for us. Mm. You make, you make a look forward to moment on my calendar. You prioritize time for this. I get so bogged down with everything else that I I'm not as good at prioritizing this. And it's one of those things that when I see it on the calendar I look forward to it. And then when we get here, I'm just so grateful for yeah. the time.
1: Same. So thank you for it's that. Good. That's good. I think both of us appreciate meaningful conversation, and so I do look forward to this time even more now because I feel like I'm lacking that a little bit, but I do want to just give a shout out to everyone who joined us or wanted to join us, um, everyone who listens. Gosh, I just echo what you said, that we are surrounded in this community of Jenna million of strengths, and of teammates by people who do absolutely incredible things, and I was blown away. Like, I couldn't believe that people wanted to spend that much time with us <laughs> and, um, and they wanted to answer dumb questions about our podcast and do a trivia game and um, that they had great meaningful suggestions about things we can discuss or ways we can gear the podcast moving forward. Like I feel so so honored, um, that people wanted to spend the time with us, um, and give us feedback and have great conversation with us. Like I felt so blessed to see people's faces pop up on the screen and I just totally echo that, that I'm so grateful. So we want to thank everybody who tuned in, um, everybody who came on. We'll probably try and and schedule another one in the future because it seemed like people enjoyed it and it was fun. We're like an open house call. People popped on and hopped Mm. off and, um, it was just really great time.
0: And I am, I'm still really surprised that people listen to us. Ditto. Ditto, my friend. I really am. I'm really surprised that people listen to us. But as we were putting together the awesome game that you created and I was looking back and listening back, Mm -hmm. our conversations are just gold to me. I mean, I got emotional. Mm -hmm. I really did looking back because, you know, first of all, the evolution of our hair, you know, that's pretty funny, but how we came you know, from, it was just an idea.
1: Mm-hmm. It was
0: just an idea. Yeah. And it has evolved yeah. into something that from what we hear has ripple effects for other people to use in their own life. I mean, that's what we're about. Yep. That's, that's what you and I are about. That's our why. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think even just to listen back, we've covered such great topics.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and it's
0: just been, as I always tell people, it's like you and I having a conversation and we tape it and I can't believe anybody really wants to listen to it but I think it's also because we're real we're not scripted Mm-mm. you can listen back and hear when we were struggling with sound you can see one of the videos if you go way back to our YouTube channel you can see one of the videos where we had to start recording in another room because
1: yeah. we, get something <laughs> we recorded that three times I remember that episode <laughs> So think, oh my gosh. You know, Wow Tess,
0: yeah. this has been mm-hmm. a growing learning space. Also my takeaway, you know, when we you asked me what was my favorite episode, mm-hmm. there were so many. Yeah. But the one that really defined it for me is you and these conversations make me stretch. And the conversation when I when I struggled um <laughs> and really struggled to get my words out, you were right there with me. Mhm encouraging me to stretch and I'm hoping that every single human has someone in their life who helps them stretch without judgment, without, you know, an assumption of, and here's the end goal. You better get there, Mm -hmm. you know, with no expectation, but a really solid belief that you can stretch Mm -hmm. because that's essentially what all these conversations do for me. And so
1: Gosh, I'll always be grateful for that. Making me tear up. Jeez Louise. And that's hard to do. <laughs> one of the trivia questions was who cries more on Jen and Millie. Who is crying more? <laughs> I was surprised if you few people guessed me. So most people guessed you though. <laughs> it was a pretty easy one. Oh man. I did. Oh ma'am. Okay, but we did future cast to this topic that we wanted to um to talk about and shoot I did make a note originally we we talked about this on a previous episode and I when we tried to record this last week and then had to reschedule um I had pulled up the number of the episodes so people could go back to but then forgot to do it before this so I will at some point go and find that throughout the course of the recording but we um we're tackling um the DBT house which is the dialectic behavior therapy house and this is a tool that was um, introduced to me at the Green Hills AEA conference last summer um, right at the beginning of the school year um, by Louisa L. Yafuri. And um, she is uh, a an immigrant classroom consultant out of Denver, um, from what I remember. So she works with um, and consults on classrooms that have really high populations of immigrants, um, ESL and ELL speakers, ensuring that um those classrooms are well equipped not only with the tactical pr- um practical teaching skills that they need but also the behavioral skills that they need to to work with students that have gone through significant traumatic and life altering events um and so this was just such a wonderful house we um we um have done it um now through the episode um we've introduced it to a few different people it's been featured on our blog but we decided as we were talking that this would probably be worth adjusting based on quarantine, our DVT quarantine house. So um, we've made a few adjustments and we'll probably both walk through a little bit of our responses for that. But um, Allie, do you wanna kind of lead us off with what elements of your DVT house you've introduced in light of quarantine?
0: So one of the things that I paid close attention to is um, really what I think is happening for all of us is we're figuring out the difference between um, want and need, and what is necessary. Yeah. So, really stripping everything away. Um, crisis is the great revealer, mm. to quote Simon Sinek. Um, so good. I hope I'm saying his name right because mm-hmm. I tend to not. Also, a little fun thing I tend to not say people's names right on here. <laughs> That's all right. Uh, looking back, <laughs> I noticed that. So, Simon said, uh, Crisis is the great revealer recently, and I've held on to that quote. Um, so, I revamped my dbt house to a dbt necessity house okay and so what i looked at is what is it that i really have to have what is what is the have to have for me in order to feel like i can get up in the morning Mm -hmm. so the, the first things that i drew were around nature of course and although i am struggling in this small space i have and, oh, my goodness, I have to remember and remember and remember to give total gratitude. This happened by accident. When I started looking at apartments, I said, she said, what are you looking for? I said, I want a sunrise and a sunset view, and I don't want things to stink. And <laughs> I remember when she showed me sweetest, sweetest, sweetest um, leasing agent. She showed me the apartment, and she said, I think I have what you what you need. Uh-huh. And My view looks out onto trees, a cornfield, and the lake. And so I do get to experience sunrise and sunset and nature all around me and the moon and the stars. Mm. And of all the things that I have to have, this is it. That's it. Mm. This is it. I have to have those things first. And then I redrew connections up here on my roof. And I think the connections that I'm feeling right now, because I'm thinking like, hey, what expands outside my, my walls. Yep. The connections are surprising me.
1: Hmm. So, so
0: I got, I got
1: the sweetest
0: note and new crystal um, from my friend at Aaron. And it was with this little note that said, be brave. And she said, thank you for bringing together the golden girls. Mm-hmm. So we've had this group of friends that I think I'm kind of the in between connector. Mm-hmm. So I travel with Sherry and Katie and I travel with Kate, um, with Kim and Erin, but I brought those two groups together. We've known one another our whole lives. But I just kind of brought them all together for these um, happy hour, um, online happy hours. And those connections, those happy hours, the texts that we have, huge group texts that go on and on, those have helped me stay sane. Mm. So that group surprised me. Um, Some of the people who have reached out during this time have surprised me. Some new connections have surprised me. How I'm coping remains the same. There's not a lot of shift in that okay. other than, um, you know, now I have a glass of wine with my friends on the screen mm-hmm. uh, versus having it with them in person, but how am I coping stays the same. And it leads me down here to the pathway to exercise, which is out in nature. Yeah, that's good. Then I drew a little internal exercise thing, which I hate. I, I like the gym, but I've got my little bouncy ball and I have my little weights and then yoga has become a huge part of my, mm-hmm. um, DBT necessity house. Um, the images and the items that bring me joy, the big windows, the big view, and then looking for beauty everywhere, finding beauty everywhere. One of my first purchases for, um, my new space was a quote about beauty. Mm. Um, I will make things around me beautiful. That will be my life. And Mm. I see that every morning by the coffee pot and it's important to me. Um, I did make a table inspired by you around small business supports
1: mm-hmm.
0: um because test more than ever I've started to think about that so I got online to order a baby gift and that, as I would typically do I would get it from Amazon because I was shipping it somewhere else and I'm like what am I doing mm-hmm. and so I went to um I think it's called sweet baby s-u-i-t-e um in Elkhorn okay and made an order there because I thought no I want to do this locally, and yeah. I can. I can do this locally. I just had this moment of realization
1: mm-hmm. that
0: I've always had the power to do that. Yep. But I wasn't thinking about it mm-hmm. as much as now. So that's, that's good. There. Music is on my screens mm-hmm. and also all around me. So I'm spending more time watching music online. <laughs> I have new artists that I'm following, and I just joined Bandcamp. What's Bandcamp? Band no. It's like social media for music junkies. Okay. Oh, I'm loving it. You can follow artists. You can follow fans who like certain artists. I'm on Spotify all the time. Thank you very much.
1: Yes. Um,
0: So music has been part of my screens. Like if I'm going to watch something on TV, I'd rather watch a Tom Petty concert from 2014 than get into a new show. Yep. So that's a big piece for me. Um, I've also learned so much about boundaries during this time. Yes. And so boundaries are now lining my walls of my house Mm -hmm. um, on the sides. They are not a gate They're They're basically building my structure. Yeah. And then my um, foundation remains a connection to my purpose and my why. And this time has 100% confirmed my values. Mm. So I think even within my, um, the basis of my foundation, just that reaffirmation of, who I am, what's important to me, authentic mm. self, and that it's up to me. It's totally up to me. Yeah. And then my um, on my path, I have little, um, little flowers of the things that have grown. Um, mm. So my connection to nature, of course, has grown. My ability to get the kayak into the lake by myself has grown. Yeah. Um, my belief in myself has grown. Mm. Um, my strength has grown. My confidence has grown. And then the other thing that's outside, this is my last thing. I am um, doing some coaching with someone and she, she has this great concept. Do you know how we take our three circles? Mm -hmm. Um, Well, she does sandboxes. So she's got two sandboxes, a work sandbox and a personal sandbox. And at the intersection is where she brings her best self and she's trying to Mm -hmm. figure out when I'm playing in the sandbox at work, when I'm playing in the sandbox of life, what are those things that could come together? Because mm-hmm. none of us, I don't think, anymore are in a place of work-life balance. We're just in it all. Yeah, We're in all of it.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: so the sandbox metaphor I really like because I'm finding new things that, not new, but existing things to play.
1: Yeah.
0: And some of those things fall into work, like this feels like play to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then some of the things that fall outside of the sandbox, too. So that's Sandbox so was a new addition.
1: I love that. Oh, alrighty. Um, well, I kept some of the things the same as you kind of mentioned, a few things the same on your house. Um, but the foundation on the traditional DBT house are your values. And so I kept that because no matter what that's going to be, the same, um, your values. Um, I still wanted to put as well, like people. And so I actually put them in the same place as my roof, the things that help support me and protect me as well as the way that I'm kind of reaching out. Um, and so a lot of the similar people, um, that have historically been on my house. Um, I also put my boundaries as walls. Um, and so we uh, did the same thing. So, um, knowing that because, Work and life have all merged together. Um, I know that for my own sake, I've needed to put boundaries in place. So I've put time for tech um, detoxing, um, yoga, balancing, um, making sure I take and stick to breaks. Um, some of the things that I've been doing to create boundaries. Um, I um, also put instead of I, I had a library on my original. Um, dbt house but in my dbt quarantine house it's become a library slash home office Um, and in there i put and and we've kind of talked (laughs) about this the thing that things that are appearing on my screens or the things that i'm spending my time differently so i'm journaling a lot more i've always been a journaler but i'm spending a little more time there um the tv show i'm watching of course is the office it seems like on repeat um (laughs) and then um, one of kind of my new fun moments of joy in quarantine is i subscribed to um, book of the month which is a um like an online book reading club and um you know i love to read i have a ton tons of books that are on my list to read but whenever i purchase my own books i tend to gravitate towards theology spirituality self-help psychology like those kinds of books like practical growth books because that's what we both love um but i wanted to infuse a little bit of um variety into it so um, I decided to do this and they have some of those books as part of this book of the month but they largely um, focus on fiction and so they send me a book every month and then as part of like their package for quarantine it was like cheaper and you could do a few add-on books for free and so I um have finished a couple books from the book of the month already that I've really enjoyed mostly historical fiction. You can strength spot me there. Um, (laughs) this last one that I just finished was really good. It was called the Paris hours and it was a, a very new book that came out and it was about 1927 Paris. And it was one of those stories where like the movie love actually where there's all these independent stories and then they like merge together, um, all of a sudden at the end. Um, and it was really, really good. So my strategic love to pinpoint like where these stories going to overlap based on the clues that I am, the breadcrumbs that I'm picking up through the story.
0: Have you read A History of Love?
1: Yes, I have your copy of it.
0: That's what that story, that's yes. What I feel like it, well, that honors my connectedness.
1: Absolutely. That's awesome. Oh my gosh. Um, so then I also, which I think um, I kind of added this to our amendments to the DBT house originally, but I put planter boxes on my windows and I put things that I am intentionally doing for my own personal and professional growth during this season. So I think I mentioned on here, but I'm taking a, an online Yale course um, called the science of wellbeing Um, And that's been really good. I'm going at it a little slower than I originally hoped to do. Um, But it's um, like personal, professional, the science of well-being taught um, online through Yale. Um, And that's been a really great um, just course and focus. Um, I just put some like future discernment. I've been writing letters a lot more, which I've always been a letter writer, but I've been doing it more regularly now. Um, And just more time for reflection because I have more time in my days. Um, I put as my path leading away from my house, um, my support locals. Um, So I listed local places, which I've mostly mentioned on here, Um, Night Owl, Hardy Coffee, um, and very similar to what you had mentioned, um, anything you buy on Amazon, you can buy directly. From the company Um, and I've always been a big Amazon person because I'm like oh I can get it immediately and it's usually a little less expensive you know but being more intentional about that so I've done a couple orders um, from local bookstores instead of buying books from Amazon which is a little more expensive but in the end it's I it's going directly to you know bookstores are my favorite I love bookstores I love to walk through them and sit in them and so why wouldn't I try and directly support bookstores instead of buying through Amazon Um, so yeah, so some support locals, then, um, my chimney, like you had mentioned, is very similar. The ways I let off steam, things that are different, right? Running journaling have always been on there. Um, my daily walks I put on there, um, because that's something I've really enjoyed, like a stop in the middle of the day to go for a walk. Um, and I realized my adaptability and strategic, I pick a different path every day, um, which is how I'm trying to honor my adaptability because when you mentioned we're all using discipline right now and I'm like oh gosh discipline is my last theme so if I'm asked to function that you're not <laughs> going to get the best of me um, and so while I'm strategic a, yes well I may take a daily walk um, each day is different um, similar streets similar area um, but each path Each day is different. Um, And then I've just been cooking a lot more, which I really enjoy doing that. Um, And I'm thankful I still am connected with a few friends. So I still have an outlet for getting my cooking out. Otherwise, it'd be bad if I ate it all. Um, And then another thing I added to my isolation house was um, on our... Previous isolation house, we had our garages where you could put like your hobbies. So where people people keep their bikes and their golf clubs and things like that. And so I changed mine, I still put a garage on there. But I was thinking about the people who are doing like these drive-by birthday parties. Like they have these banners on the garages or like graduation. Like people are using their garages to send messages of celebration. And so I was thinking about what are the messages that I'm leaning on right now um, in order to help me get through this. And I'm leaning on my context and connectedness strengths with really the message that I wrote on my garage that says we're still here. So my context can look back through human history. My connectedness can see the patterns and connections to know that, yes, we've never quite experienced something like COVID-19, but we've experienced lots of other adversities as the human race, and we're still here. And that's like I am able to live in the utmost sense of hope more than probably a lot of people right now, which is odd to equate connectedness to hope. Um, or context to hope, because oftentimes people talk about, sorry, context to hope. I said that incorrectly, (laughs) your face, Um, because oftentimes the barrier label of context is you're stuck in the past, which is the opposite of hope. Hope is future casting. Um, But my context right now is giving me hope um, because I'm able to look back at our history as a world, as a human race, as a society and say, we have overcome really hard things and we're still here. We will overcome this. We'll take hits. We'll be wounded. Um, we'll never be the same because of it, but we'll get through it. Um, and that's kind of the message that I'm sticking on my garage that I am holding myself to in order to get through this time. So that's kind of how I structure also, my like, I'd like to strength spot your context in the sense of there is
0: probably nothing more exciting to someone with high context than to be in a time <laughs> of history. Yep. When you know, history is being made. Um, that has to feel exciting in a way, even Mm -hmm. if it's difficult. Yeah, Because you know that this will be something that will be talked about for many generations to come. I mean, it's such a Mm shape-shifter for what future life looks like. It already has started Mm -hmm. to do that. So I think your context gets some excitement in being a part of something. yeah so big in history. Yeah.
1: It's a time marker in our, in our timeline of humanity, for sure. And I would say, you know, as just to rebuttal as I know you're someone without super high context, I'm 32, I think for you. (laughs) And, um, but I would say all moments are history-making moments. So to think about this as a revolutionary historical moment, yes, it is. But every single day, every moment, every election every you know everything that passes is a, is a historical marker to me as someone with high context so i'm like okay this is just the next one that i get to acknowledge but it is a little bit more universal in nature so yes there's a little bit more excitement but i would say someone with high context i think of every day as a historical marker um it doesn't need to be something this big because that's just how my brain functions like i'll be able to look back on this time no matter what it looks like virus or not and be able to acknowledge that it was a part of history
0: so, and I think my connectedness allows for that. I mean, that's why I blog. Yeah. That's why I get up every morning and I write the initial thoughts that come out of my mind and they've yep. been kind of amazing. Also, my dreams have been really intense, <laughs> which is a whole nother gen Emily. Um, I, I think my connectedness always believes that this is part of my personal history and growth. Mm-hmm. I love to be able to look back and say, oh, wow. Okay. You were growing through that season. You were learning through that season. I think where I feel like context feels like this is textbook
1: mm-hmm. worthy. Yeah, this is gonna be
0: put in a textbook. Yep. <laughs> you know, this is talking about Spanish flu kind of stuff. Whereas uh-huh. you know, like the the evolution of Allison's timeline will probably it may make a book. I hope it does someday. It will, make uh, a but book. it won't. It won't make a um, world renowned.
1: Um, you never textbook. know. You never know.
0: So the thing that I want to point out that I so appreciate about your walks, and we talked about this when we had we had more of a 45-minute green room versus a <laughs> Jenna Miller recording. <laughs> last <Blasting, thing>. yeah. <laughs> you're, on, you're honoring your senses. Mm-hmm. And that's probably something I should put on my DBT house somewhere is that I'm becoming more aware of my senses mm-hmm. and what I need to feel and experience both, um, you know, textual – and in sight, and in sound, mm-hmm. um, I don't know that I, there'll be some things I, I don't want to go back to,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and the, the chaos sound, I don't want to go mm-hmm. back to that. I have walked through recognition now that I spent probably the last seven years wrapped up in a lot of chaos, yeah. and the peacefulness that I feel, and the silence, I really I like that. Yeah. Um, the other thing I think we could, could all get more connected to our senses. This is forced that we, we know the smell of what it's like to cre- create our own food. Cause we're not rushing from one place to the next yeah. and we actually get to experience and be in it. Yeah. And then the other thing that I love that this represents the DBT house in the drawing is what I alluded to that I've um, heard Liz Gilbert make reference to, which is creating art traps mm-hmm. in your house so that you can continue to stimulate your brain and your creativity, even in times of isolation, um, you're creating art traps. So I love having cardstock just around. I love having, um, colored pencils next to my, my journal, but creating art traps. I am not an artist, but I am always creating. And when it feels like, It always feels like art to me if it feels like I'm creating something because I want to, not because I'm forced into it. That's good. If I'm forced into creating something which typically ties to technology, I have resistance. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So the reason I think that I look forward to this time as much is it allows me to be creative in conversation Mm -hmm. and it doesn't feel forced. Um, It feels quite natural. Um, And so much I think of what we... Have to do right now necessity whether that be for you know whatever role that you have when those things feel forced you really are feeling the pressure of that now
1: yeah yeah for sure
0: because hmm. our senses are in it one hundred percent yeah
1: mm, that's good you start lovely yes that that's was good. well done I think...
0: as always um, yours
1: yeah. oh. um, I think the interesting additions that i would encourage people in is is both of us had added boundaries um so what kind of boundaries are you putting in place both of us had how are you supporting local um we talked a little bit in our (laughs) attempted recording last week that just turned into a long green room conversation um i'm surprised that honestly hasn't happened more with us that we just started talking and then totally got derailed and didn't start recording and i'm surprised i think that's the first time that's really happened where we didn't just start recording um
0: you are recording right
1: yeah i'm recording yeah (laughs) (laughs) yes i am Allie. but usually i try and get us going and get us actually recording but um that and time you used we didn't. And say,
0: oh crap! If oh, you're cra- not.
1: oh crap! No, um, but um, we talked about like what's on your screens. Um, I think one of the the really neat things that first came out of quarantine, a quote that I saw that went around quite a bit was, um, "Let's remember that during this hard time, we didn't turn to." Um, our leaders, our politicians, our sports people, we turn to artists. Um, we turn to books into media and to TV into poetry. Um, and it's just such a good reminder of the need for beauty in our world, the need for art. Um, and we've talked a little bit about that the last couple episodes, but what are the the points of media or art or beauty that you're leaning on? Um, uh, my, my piece of beauty is the office that I'm leaning on. <laughs> That's what it, you know, but what are, what are those points of media that you're leaning on? Um, how are you helping process, um, You know, where are there new ways you're letting off steam, different ways, um, ways that you're not relying on as readily, um, different ways that you're coping. So I think all of those things that we kind of talked about, I love that we didn't really talk about what we were going to add differently. We did a a little bit, but not in the same way um, that we did prior. We did the exact same things on the original rendition of the DBT house, but we just kind of said, how would we create our isolation? Um, DVD house and kind of went with that individually, but came up with similar things.
0: And I'm finding the word isolation is even hard for me because solitude, I like a lot. And I mm-hmm. think, I think I would choose this for myself in mm-hmm. many ways going forward. Yeah. I would choose more time to be quiet and in my senses and think and read and write and be in music. Um, I love that people are pondering what, what will you take with you from this? What, what do you, you know, we can't say return to normal as I keep saying, but what, what do we move forward with that we want Mm -hmm. to take with us?
1: Yeah.
0: And there are things that I will be very much more boundaried about so that I can honor solitude. Mm -hmm. Um, But I, I've never been here.
1: Okay. I also think we need to pause and celebrate and acknowledge the fact that a year ago you were incredibly nervous about living and doing life on your own because you never had. So the fact that now at this juncture that you would willingly choose a more recluse life, right? A more um, a more a life more centered on solitude. It just like makes me flutter with excitement because, gosh, how how much growth can we acknowledge in that just over the last year? Like you've walked through really hard things, but the fact that you were so nervous and anxious about having to do life on your own, but now coming to a place Mm -hmm. of loving it and appreciating it and desiring that is such a huge thing to celebrate. And I love seeing it.
0: (laughs) And to look back on my birthday, I chose, you know, five days of solitude Mm -hmm. on purpose. Yeah. Not knowing that, (laughs) you know, a couple months later, I was going to be put in that situation. Um, you know, I've never celebrated a birthday by choosing to be quiet and still, Mm -hmm. you know, woo communication. It is one big party, you know, usually a three day party. Um, I miss parties. Don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, I miss parties a lot, but I think I have so much gratitude for what has brought me here so much gratitude that I had a year to prepare myself for what this would be like. And that year was really, really hard, yeah. but to look at it and think, okay, the timing of all of this was necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, Brandi Carlisle, I love her. She's such a gifted artist, but she has a song. Um, and one of the lyrics is, um, by the way, I forgive you. After all, maybe I should thank you for giving me what I found. With you, not around, I've been doing just fine. Mm. And that wow, has really spoken to me. Um, mm. By the way, I didn't have to look those up. Sometimes yeah, that really was
1: directly it. like, oh my gosh, that input. Oh my gosh, I was just like, wow, really? Okay.
0: <laughs> I love lyrics. I love oh lyrics. Gosh, um which is so wonderful. Thank you. That has really helped me to mm-hmm. arrive at this place and be really excited about what the future looks like. Mm-hmm. Not because I know, but because last year I didn't think I could get through.
1: Yeah.
0: And I don't think I just got through. I think I I think I think was thriving and have been thriving and am thriving. Mm-hmm. So oh, it's I a good, that. good thing. Oh. And it, um, as my friend, Jeremy, who you know, has apparently a name that, according to a commencement speech, isn't a great one, but he, he, is, he is Jeremy to me. Um, he's also a big Pearl Jam fan, so that helps. But um, <laughs> Jeremy has said many times to me, don't stress, this is exciting.
1: Mm-hmm. And I love that.
0: He also is taking that class that you're taking. Yeah. And just recently did his drinks. I, I believe as a result, I can talk about this cause he doesn't listen as <laughs> I believe because of that class, as a result, he yeah. has finally taken it. I sent him a code gazillion years ago. ago. Oh my gosh. Look,
1: the whole class like is all what we, all, all what we talk about. It is the first lesson is acknowledging your strengths and talents because you have a higher sense of well-being when you're functioning in your strengths. And this there's no association with Gallup. There's no, like, it's, they, they don't have you take Gallup strengths, they have you take a different assessment, but it's all the philosophy that we function under. And it's just mind-blowing that this is a course at Yale taught by this professor in positive psychology that. I mean, it all ties back to the same things we're talking about. And I think it's so validating for the message that we try and share to people that it really is life altering when you choose yes. to intentionally apply these philosophies to your life.
0: Yeah. So um, when I was chatting with him, I sent him the video that Gallup took of yeah Lauren and Sean and I, and I hadn't looked at it in a while because it's hard for me, but it's very unscripted. Um but the very beginning I basically say that mm-hmm. that how strengths has been life-changing for me. Yeah. because it not only helped illuminate what my natural best was, but I immediately wanted to know the best of others. Mm-hmm. And it has driven my purpose. Um we had a staff meeting where a, a positive psychology, you know, TED talk was yes. um the dialogue and I I felt like I was sitting on my hands because I wanted to say, this is what we do Um, Mm -hmm. because this is what we do with
1: strength.
0: It's not just a a warm fuzzy. And that's where you and I work so well together, particularly when we present together. This isn't just the warm fuzzy. My heart is full. Mm -hmm. Thank you for people naming my catchphrase. That is (laughs) my catchphrase. And it wasn't until that (laughs) Jay and Millie that I was like, that's my catchphrase. My catchphrase is my heart is full. So it's not just about my heart is full. Mm-hmm. You'll come in with the accurate and walking in integrity data that shows this matters.
1: Mm-hmm. It, it has an overall effect on your quality of life. Yes, which is profound. And it doesn't take a ton of effort or energy. It simply it's is choosing. Nope. Yep.
0: You don't have to pay for it. Yep. I mean, you, you just have to know and understand your strengths and start to view the world, understanding that everyone else brings a different lens. Life. And that can change your life. I yep. mean, preach. Oh, man. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm very lucky to have that. a platform like this yeah. where we get to talk about that and that other people listen. Mm-hmm. And for me, um, knowing that even in the slightest way it may help to create other ripples mm-hmm. um, that's that's where i will always always come back to as yeah. um my purpose and my why my re- icky guy my reason for
1: being mm-hmm. yeah That's good. Oh, I love that. Okay. Well, we went over our DBT houses and while they weren't as explicit or prescriptive as the last time we did, um, then they were a little bit of an adaptation from that. So I did want to recall us all as listeners, if you don't remember the DBT house, maybe you were not Strengths Day or you um, just recently started listening. Um, the episode is week 49, which we really went over it. Um, the dbt house in detail for the first time so i would encourage you if you want a refresher on the basics of the house to go back and listen to week 49 um, published on august 29th of 2019. Um, listen back to that so you can get a little bit of a framework um, of uh, of what this looks like before making some adaptations or adjustments um, to create your dbt isolation slash quarantine however you want to title it house Um, So I'd encourage you to to call back there. Um, solitude house, however you want to name um, your adaptations based on COVID-19. So um, well, with that, we would love to see what sort of other things that you think of when you make or create um, or go back to your DBT house to make adaptations to it um, based on the current circumstances we're in. Um, Allie and I are very like-minded in some respects, so we came up with very similar adaptations, but let us know if there's something different or unique that you think you could add or adjust um, based on um, the virus, um, how you would make changes to your, um, house based on that.
0: I just think about, um, my kid's bonus mom, Abby would have four teenagers in her house. Mm-hmm. Our friend, Sarah would have six kids yeah. in oh my her gosh. house. Yeah. You know, Who's in just, your house. Yeah. We're, we're speaking from a place of solitude. Mm-hmm. Um, and because we live on our own yep. so i'm really anxious to see yes. how people take their their um quarantine um solitude house and what it looks like when there are others in it. there are all these um, other people yes that'd be great i'm visiting my kids quarantine isolation spaces i should probably draw that here because lauren has her new space and sean just moved into new space yeah and like the quintessential bachelor pad with a dartboard and Christmas lights. Um, so, you know, just even, I go and visit those other quarantine yeah. houses, but I don't have my own children living mm-hmm. in my home. So I would love to see yes. other people's houses where there are, you know, there's homeschooling happening now yes. that didn't happen before. Oh, my and gosh. multiple people working from home at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to see, some additional.
1: Yep. So make your adjustments and then send us a picture because we would love, love, love to see um, what your house looks like in the midst of this. So that's really our big activation um, for this point in time. Anything else you want to ask listeners?
0: Um, I know you have, you know how to run the fancy Instagram better than I do, but I was thinking as people submit them, can you share them on our story?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. If you'd be up for it, we'd love to share, um, yeah, to share your house with other people so you can take a look at it if you're up for it. Um, we will do the same with ours and be vulnerable and share ours in our, um, actual posting for the episode. Um, but if you share yours, we'd love to give you a shout out on our Instagram page, um, and share your house there if you'd be up for it. Um, we know that sometimes these can be a bit personal. So if you want to share them just with us and not share them on social media, let us know. We'd still love to see them. Um, even if you don't want us to share them on Instagram, but We would love to be able to share those with other people. And because, frankly, now I think we're all one big happy family because of our Zoom call, that um, I'm sure the people that you met on our listener call would love to hear and see um, and stand witness to what your house looks like in isolation or uh, Solitude or Quarantine, however you want to name it. <laughs> All of the names for it. All righty. Well, thank you, everybody, for tuning into Episode 69 of Jen and Millie. If you enjoyed today's conversation, consider sharing this episode with a friend. To interact with us and share your responses to the questions and action item we posed in this episode, follow us on Instagram, at Jen and Millie. That's at G-E-N-N-A-N-D-M-I-L-L-I-E. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are exclusively that of Allison Horn and Tess Starman and may not reflect the views of T weeks mentoring program at large. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time.